0: all right here's the question today at the christian car guy show we need we've got questions and we're hoping you got answers is there any good reason any good reason that someone should text and drive that's the question today at the christian car guy show and i'm asking seriously is there any good reason to text and drive we want to know your thoughts for real on this subject I asked that on Facebook yesterday, and honestly, uh, it got a little bit heated, Dan. I'm saying it did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. I'm on Facebook, and if you want to come friend me, I'm the Christian Car Guy. You just go to Christian Car. I you mean, know, just look for Christian Car Guy and come friend me, and you can see what I'm up to. But I asked that question on to my Facebook friends, which I have lots. And I said, "Is there any good reason to text and drive?" And you'd be shocked at what some people said. Eight six six. 3487884 is a number to call in for the digitally gifted that are texting right this minute. <laughs> 8663487884. There is a method to my madness this morning. If my assumption is correct and there really is no good reason that people should text and drive, how easy would it be to make that problem go away? I'm just saying we could get the government to do what they do best, have Congress pass a law requiring the cell phone companies to disable texting on any phone traveling over 10 miles an hour. How easy would that be? And the problem would go away. The technology is already in place. Why not just make it happen? So I went and loaded all up at ChristianCarGuy.com. If you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, you can see how you can engage in this issue. If you're like me and you think there's no good reason that people should text and drive, if you don't think there is, then, you know, you want to go here. If you do think there's a good reason to text and drive, you call us at 866 34 truth But if you're like me and you don't see any reason that people should text and drive, you can go to ChristianCarGuy.com, and then you'll find a simple link to your center or congressman, congresswoman, whichever you may have, and a sample letter that I've written. It's easy. You just download that. And nowadays, Dan, it's so easy. You can just go to your congressman, your, your senator, and you send them an email with your issue. And there's a PDF file just ready for you to download and send to your senator, to your congressman. How easy is that? It is. And possibly your email could save somebody's grandchild, somebody's sister, somebody's brother, somebody's nephew. There's people dying in there. And, you know, we've got to have some help today on this show. We've got our very own. Dan Santorelli. Lo- we got to hear the music. Here it is. Oh, yes. So here we go. Here's Danny. Good
1: <laughs> hey, morning, Robbie. How are you doing this morning?
0: It's always good to have you here, Dan. And, and speaking of a loss, you, you had a friend you wanted to make sure we um, got some prayer requests out there for.
1: Him. Yeah. Uh, this week, uh, uh, there's a young lady back up in Ohio. Her, her name was Nicole Troxell. 26 years old, she lost her life the other day, and I knew the entire family, and it, it it makes me very sad. And everybody, just throw a prayer out there. This family's going through a lot with this tragedy. It's the Troxel family. The Troxel family, and she had a young girl. I, I believe she's either two or three years old. So well, everybody needs a uh, throw a prayer out there and and help this family get through. Uh, yeah, this sorrow. is a, a
0: difficult, difficult situation. So yeah. these are life and death issues that we deal with all the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that one of those things is texting and driving. We're talking about that today. And, you know, as I said, I went on my Facebook and I posted it there under Christian Car Guy. And here's what some of the people said. I'm just saying <laughs> it said it's, it, it, this is true, Dan. They said driving, especially long distance, can be extremely boring. So while they're bored, they get out and they text. Apparently, I'm just, you know, that's what they said. These are my friends. And this one was kind of funny, actually. It says, yeah, you can irritate those drivers around you who are talking on their cell phones, eating lunch, and studying their GPS while tailgating you. You can be texting. And then there was another person who, like probably you, would say, never unless you have a death wish and you don't want to take people with you. You know, it's, that's the situation. So what are your thoughts? 866 866- 348 7884. Now, I did have one friend on my Facebook face page that said, You can very easily, safely drive and text at the same time. That's what they posted. What are your thoughts? Is that easy? Is that something you would want your daughter doing right after she got her driver's license? What are your thoughts about texting and driving? You call us 866 348 7884. We're certainly going to talk about that today. But guess what? We've got at the bottom of the hour, we've got Mr. Neil Jenkins. He's the chairman of an amphibious car company. So guess what? They're coming across the, <laughs> the English Channel. They're coming across the Atlantic. They're coming to us via England, believe it or not, amphibious cars. We're going to hear about those from Neil Jenkins coming up at the bottom of the hour. And then. In our appraisal by the Real Black Book, that's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. Here's a question for you. And I've yet to find anybody that knew the answer to this, but we are in search of this answer to this question, which I am going to give you by the end of the show, by the way. What did the nursery rhyme, Mary had a little lamb, texting and driving, and the Thanksgiving holiday all have in common? What does the nursery rhyme? Mary had a little lamb, Thanksgiving, and texting while in driving. All those things have something in common. And you're going to find out if you stay tuned and you listen to the whole show. And that's coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by The Real Black Book. Hi, I'm Robbie Dillmore, the Christian Car Guy. 35 years in the retail automobile business, but more importantly, your brother in Christ. The Christian Car Guy Show is changing the way people look at their cars. Really, really, It really does, I hear, every day. Robbie, I listen to you, and I haven't traded my car. I mean, I'm, I, it's so exciting to hear people when they say, well, according to my hero, Robbie Dillmore, I shouldn't have traded cars, and I'm so glad I didn't. Or because, according to my hero, I shouldn't speed. You know, I talk about that every week, right? That how much, how much gas could we save, folks? If you listen to the show every week, you know I'm going to say, 200 million gallons of gas a week we would save if people would quit speeding. Now, think of the lives we might change if we stop texting while we're driving. (laughs) And as we say, if you take care of a car, Dan, what? It's going to last as long as you do. Exactly right, Robbie. If you see those tractors, they are out in the elements since the 1940s. They're still running. If you take care of your car, it can do the same thing for you. And, again, this is a live show. So if you have any question or comment, especially a question or comment about texting while driving i know you got a strong opinion you call us 866 34truth 866 348 7884 today we're asking is there any good reason really i am dead you know before we go have a law and th- that nobody's cell phone can be operated over 10 miles an hour is there a good reason to be texting and driving we need to know inquiring minds 866 348 7884 And, again, all this stuff is at the website at ChristianCarGuy.com. There. You can get a podcast of last week's show, which, by the way, if you missed last week's show, you missed something. Because there was a lady who got run over by her own Jeep, and and you got to hear about that. And then there was another lady who was on her way under the dam that was fixing to be spewed out, and she was saved by Jesus, all these radical rescues. It's all there at ChristianCarGuy.com last week. Under the podcast, there's a little podcast thing at the ChristianCarGuy.com. You click on that, and you can hear those exciting Radical Rescues or any of the other previous shows. Plus, you can find out what do Thanksgiving and, Dan, I didn't even tell you this. Thomas Edison has something to do with this. That Mary Had a Little Lamb, that has something to do with it. Texting and driving, it all comes together at christiancarguy.com. There's a link to the Amphicar. You can see a YouTube video of this car going across. It's all there at christiancarguy.com, but one of the big reasons I want you to go to christiancarguy.com is the Jesus's labor of love. Right, Dan?
1: That's a great program, and I'll tell you, our dealership
0: has helped numerous young ladies Right, it's free car repair yeah. for single moms and widows, families in crisis. Interestingly, yeah. this week, the two I had, I had two requests this week from families in crisis. The husband had lost his job; they've been without work for a long, long time. They needed help. You guess what? It's there for single moms, widows, families in crisis. It's the Jesus labor love, and it's free car repair labor. Well, now it's not the parts; it's the labor. And we've got registered outlets across the country that help us out with that. And uh, if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, you'll see a great big huge banner says Jesus Labor Love. There you can fill out a request if you've got a need or if you want to be one of our volunteers, one of our prayer team that pray for these people in need. You know how to contact people. We got a lot of volunteer needs at the Jesus Labor Love. That's all at ChristianCarGuy.com. Man, what a mouthful. So what a great way, what a resource to go to. (laughs) Right now, I need you to call me. I know somebody has a view out there. Somebody has an opinion. Should people be able to text and drive? Should we set a law against it? You call us, 866-348-7884. We got so much coming at you. Mary had a little lamb, I'm just saying. So what does Mary Had a Little Lamb, Thanksgiving, texting, and driving, what do those things all have together in common? And Thomas Edison, by the way, you're going to find out coming up at the end of the show in Appraisal by the Real Black Book, unless you go to ChristianCarGuy.com and you look ahead. But meanwhile, the question today really is, is there any good reason that somebody should be texting and driving? And we're asking you to call in at 866 348 7884, just as David in Fort Dodge, Iowa called in. David, what have you got for us?
2: Well, I was going to say, I mean, I, I agree wholeheartedly with you. There's no real reason to text and drive at the same time. The only, I was just calling to say, I mean, the only problem I see with getting a law passed uh, with no texting when you're going over 10 miles an hour is um, passengers in cars or even in buses. Um, I don't think
0: they'd be able to pass that. Well, there's that there's reason. a great question, and I and and actually my producer asked that same exact situation. So I, I I would I would respond to that in two different ways. But again, this is a this is good discussion, and this was what I was really hoping for, David. That somebody would you know think about this. What would this look like if we outlawed it? And I would love for you, to, whoever, to call in really at eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four. But Number one, they have technology now, which somehow or another determines whether or not you're the driver of the vehicle. And AT&T, there's an app that you can get to disable texting for your child that somehow or another AT&T has figured out how to to decide whether or not you're the passenger or the driver. So if we wanted to allow texting for just passengers, then that would be a way to, to use that technology, which again... To me, this if we require the car companies to make safe cars, shouldn't we require the phone companies to make safe phones? It seems reasonable. But then, that, like you say, what about if we're a passenger on a bus or something? How can we develop technology to make that happen? But my question is, wouldn't it be worth all the money, the time, and the property that would be lost to disable it at this point in time, even for passengers and buses, because Really, could they make up possibly for the loss of somebody's loss of somebody's child or the loss of however much property that people? Uh, you know that the study shows that sixteen thousand people have died uh, in the last few years texting and driving. David,
2: um, I hadn't heard of that study, but there's um, one other point in that. I, I understand that I hadn't heard of that technology with AT and T, but um, even if they haven't gotten that up with all the phone carriers you know if they just outlaw going over 10 miles an hour there's also one thing maybe not have um thought of um is some deaf people have phones that they only use texting on and so would they just not be able to text whenever they're riding a
0: bus that's a great point david and i think it's worth discussion i i I really really do i think that um you know, to me, this would be a good thing for our Congress, you know, to hold hearings. And because I don't pretend to be an expert, I just pretend to be somebody who realized here's a huge problem. And I see no way the police themselves can enforce the crazy laws. Can you? No. So and, and if we can make General Motors make bumper heights all equal and if we can make General Motors make, you know, the airbags, what were you going to say, Dan?
1: Well, a lot of your manufacturers today are coming out with Bluetooth technology in an automobile. And I think in the next year, maybe two years, probably all cars are going to have this. And it might be the case where your phone becomes disabled and you can only talk on that phone through your Bluetooth technology in the car.
0: Yeah, well, that's the, yeah, that's yeah. another whole issue, yeah. that, that being able to talk on it. But David makes a great point. What about people that are blind that just use their phone yeah. to text? And that's a great thought. Thank you for chiming in, David. We really appreciate it. God bless you, brother. Yep. Thank you. All right. What are your thoughts? Should we just outlaw it all together? Should we work on the technology? Should we hold hearings? Here's the thing. I think we need to engage in the discussion. You call us 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. Is there any good reason? And we've had some good examples now, and Great thought. Any good reason that people should be able to text and drive, and uh, I think that's a great discussion we can engage in, and I don't know, you know, actually, I was having this, I had this um, show a couple years ago on the subject, and a listener called in with the idea of why don't we just have, this wasn't my idea, it was a listener who said why don't we just have the Congress uh, create a law for the phone companies to disable it, so Here's the deal. If you believe like I do, you need to write your congressman you need, because there's no legislation that I'm aware of right now being introduced. How easy is that to do? Well, you go to christiancarguy.com. I did it this morning. I actually did. I really went through all the steps myself, found my congresswoman, who is congresswoman Virginia Fox, wonderful lady, and I, I sent her a, a, a copy and I put the letter there at christiancarguy.com of what I told her, of what I told my senator, Senator Burr, And, you know, how easy is that? Engage in the politics of the thing as a Christian holding up a light because we believe, right, Dan, that life, I mean, if you're pro-life like me, how about pro-teenagers' lives? What does Jack think? He's in Salt Lake City. Jack, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. Good morning.
3: Yeah. Hey, I was, uh, I've got a holder on my uh, dash that holds the phone. And I don't ever text while I'm driving, uh, per se, with my fingers, but I just press the The, you know, speech-to-text button, it creates a text, and I just hit send. So I didn't didn't touch the phone. It's just like doing a conversation, only in slow motion because you just wait for the reply, right?
0: So you're using the command part of the phone in order to say what you want to text and then telling it to send?
3: Yeah, so you just speak at it like you would on a telephone conversation, and it converts it to a text, and then you just hit send. And so the phone's just sitting on a holder, hanging off the dash, and both hands are on the steering wheel. And, yeah, uh,
0: and, and that's great technology, and I could see yeah. where that might be a good thing, but would you rather, I know how, I, you know, I have no problem with technology like that, but I do have problems because I see it every day, and I'm sure you do too. With young people with their hands all over, I, don't you think we ought to figure out some way and to put that on the back of the policeman? Just seems like more than we could we could possibly ask.
3: Oh yeah, I hear
0: you. And so, um, but I love your technology, yeah, I, I, and I, I and I, I walk people through that for us. Would you, Jack? That may not be familiar with their phone.
3: Basically, what it is is your phone has a button on it that you uh, can press That uh, when you're texting, you just, uh, it's a little microphone and you press that button and then you just speak at it, just talk to it and it converts your speech to text. And then you just hit the send button. So you're not punching it out with both thumbs when you're supposed to be driving, you know.
0: Yeah, that's the thats the deal. So, did they have a word for that, like OMRI or something? I think that there is.
3: I think it's just speech to text. S- uh, speech I mean, to text. That, yeah, Samsung has it on their phone. Motorola has it on their phone.
0: I have it on my phone.
1: It, it, yeah. it is a nice tool,
0: but... I, See, I, I'm an old man, Dan. I don't know these... <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I have a hard enough time driving, let alone trying to text off.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, the good news is... Thank you, Jack. God bless you. I appreciate you calling in. What do you think? Should we be able to text and drive? You call us at 866-348-7884. That's what we've got. Neil Jenkins, we're telling you, if cars are coming across the channel. They're coming across specific amphibious cars. We got that coming up. We got all this. Now, what does Mary L- have a little lamb have to do with Thanksgiving? Stick. Stay-
3: Mary had a little lamb. This piece was white as snow, yeah.
0: I bet you're wondering, what does Mary Had a Little Lamb have to do with Thanksgiving? Well, you're going to find out if you stay tuned to the Christian Car Guys show. And is there any good reason to text while you drive? We're researching that this morning on the Christian Car Guys show. But as promised, we're pretty excited that we have Neil Jenkins here with us. He is got this new amphibious Vehicle that is so cool! I'm pretty sure you guys are coming across the English Channel and invading the United States with it, aren't you, Neil?
4: <laughs> well, we're uh, we're hoping to do very well with it, but uh, we've been over in the states developing the Quadski, which is a cross between the PWC and an ATV, um, for the last four years, and we're just about to go into production with it here in Auburn Hills, Michigan.
0: Yeah, right there where Ford is. <laughs> Auburn Hills. But this thing is so cool, which by the way, if you go to christiancarguy.com dot com and scroll down below Thanksgiving and Mary had a little lamb and all that, you're gonna find a video of this vehicle. Um uh, how cool is it that, the, that it, it it swims, it runs trails, it does all sorts of things. 175 horsepower BMW engine, all sorts of cool stuff like that.
4: It's it is and uh It's capable of uh, 45 miles an hour on on the trails and uh, you see some water that uh, you need to cross or you want to have some fun in, you drive straight into the water, um, press a button and within five seconds you're transitioned into uh, a PWC and it's capable of doing 45 miles an hour on water.
0: Yeah, isn't that amazing? You know, a lot of amphibious vehicles they've had in the past, but they had no nowhere near this speed. And you're going to think you're James Bond when you watch these wheels roll up inside this thing. <laughs> it is so cool. Well, and I think it's cool that it's coming from the English people. You know, no, it's Auburn Hills. But tell me, uh, it, it, so it, pr- cost-wise, is do, have you got a, a feel for that yet?
4: Well, we, the the initial uh, production run, um, you know, we're starting up production next week. As I, I say, we're looking to produce about a thousand of them in the first year, and at that sort of volume, they're they're not particularly cheap. They'll be around about forty thousand dollars each. But we're hoping that the uh, the market will see the use and utility, <coughs> excuse me, and the freedom it gives you. And, and enjoy the fun. And uh, once we get into the higher volume production, the price should come down to below $30,000, sort of in the mid to low 20s.
0: Yeah, because uh, there's a lot of folks that – can you imagine if you're in Alaska or someplace like that where you never know where all of a sudden you're going to have to cross some water? I would think of what a neat vehicle for missionaries um, that were in Africa what, you know and all of a sudden they need to get from one place to another. other, they can get medical help. There's a lot of places that this would have a real amer- uh, humane uh, uh, application, wouldn't you think?
4: Oh, uh, absolutely. And the Quad Ski is the first consumer vehicle that we're putting on the market. But uh, earlier this year, um, we also uh, sort of launched to the press two vehicles, one called the Humdinger and the other called a, a the
0: Humdinger. I uh, like <laughs> <laughs> oh, your sense of humor. That's good. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, those vehicles are a pretty serious kit for for people, first responders and disaster relief. Because the Humdinger, it's a 20 foot, 22 foot long vehicle that's capable of carrying uh, three quarters of a ton of people or relief supplies, um, and it can carry them you know, 50 miles on water at high speed, uh, then, again, it's at the press of a single button. It's about five seconds uh, to transition to a land vehicle, and it's capable of, you know, another 100 or 200 miles on land uh, and to do the return trip. And the Phibian is a 30-foot vehicle... Wow. ...which can carry two tonnes. Um, so that's sort of 18 relief workers or or... Two tons of medical supplies, or water, or whatever's needed, to you know, to the point of need. And as you say, in places like Africa and so on, where you know there are very good river systems but not very good road systems, it can get you know relief to people significantly quicker.
0: That is just huge. And and can you share with us a little bit, Neil? What is the technology? Of these these vehicles, what are they in order to get that high speed on the water, uh, you must have something new and exciting there.
4: Well yes, yeah it's uh something that Gibbs Technologies has been working on for over fifteen years, and we've put uh, about two million man hours of uh, engineering and development into uh, getting about three hundred patents to protect our technology but uh, you know, we basically uh, have been able to sort of give a paradigm shift in amphibious vehicles by changing the way the hydrodynamics work. So in the old amphibians where things like the Amphicar that I'm sure a lot of your listeners will remember in the
0: 60s. Oh, they were so fun. I saw a couple people drive those right into the lake. It's so neat.
4: Yeah. Well, those vehicles left their wheels in the water and they were driven by propellers and so on and so the best they could do was uh, about six miles per hour in water so they were very slow and they were in displacement speed and our technology, we've solved an awful lot of problems in terms of getting the wheels out of the water and having a water jet propulsion unit which is pretty special and uh, a lot of other technological developments, which basically enable us to um, get the thing up on the plane and to, you know, all of our vehicles are capable of in in excess of 30 miles an hour on water.
0: Well, I think what you guys need to do, and, you know, easy for me to say, but nonetheless, because this is so cool, I don't know if you're familiar with Steve Saint, but he created a flying car. Um, Yes, and so now there's no reason, based on everybody's technology, that we couldn't get the actual James Bond mobile going here because, I mean, <laughs> it could fly, it could, it could swim at high speed. And, 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 and so how cool is all that technology coming out? And really, when you think about it, uh, $40,000 is not a crazy amount of money for, for, you know, the ability to do all these sorts of different things.
4: Oh, absolutely. I mean, we we do have a little joke internally that uh, as well as being able to go fast on land and fast in water, all of our vehicles actually fly, too. They'll only fly once, but they can do it. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Just in time
0: for the movie, my producer said, just in time for the James Bond movie coming out, Skyfall. And if it it could fall into the water hard, you know, and hopefully it would bounce back up, maybe. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Well, I, the other thing for James Bond, I mean, it it, it does actually, when you drive these vehicles, it, it is an incredible feeling, an incredible feeling of freedom to just be able to be heading around on the trails and drive straight into the water and then get up on the plane and drive away. You really do feel like a, a James Bond character and, and to see the look on people's faces. Oh,
0: <laughs> I would imagine now. Where can our listeners, if they say, man, I've really got to have one of these, how will they know? I mean, I've, I've, I put the link down there for your website, but how will they know uh, what where to go, what dealerships are going to carry these?
4: We're in the process of setting up, up our dealership network, but uh, if they go to the website, um, they'll be able to uh, get a link and make an inquiry, and a dealer will contact them. And, uh, we're, you know, we're hoping that the, uh, the whole technology and the, the, the new freedom that, it, that the product gives will, will inspire a lot of people to to go and have a look and, and to buy them.
0: This is so cool. you got to go to ChristianCarGuy.com and watch this YouTube video, this Amphicar, which it's called Quadski. Um, yes. It's called the Quadski, and uh, it's coming out. How soon do you actually think people will actually, you know, I know it's going into production, but again, the actual release should be when?
4: Well, we're starting production early next week, and I guess that's why we're talking on a Saturday morning, because we've got a team of people that are working extremely hard and have been working for a long time to get this product into production. So that, that should happen early next week. Um, and we're looking to have products uh, at dealers and available for people before the end of the year in time for Christmas.
0: Yeah, and it's a difficult time for anybody in business understands. You guys have put all the research and development costs are lo- front-loaded. you got to pay for all that stuff up front, and now they need some return on this investment, folks. So if you know somebody that needs this kind of vehicle, somebody in the emergency relief, guess what? That You know, you could really help move this technology forward, and help it get less expensive for the regular folks out there. Thank you, Neil. I appreciate you being on with us. God bless you, brother.
4: Thank you very much, Robbie, and thank you to all your listeners, too.
0: All right. How exciting. Amphicar. You can find out all about that one at christiancarguy.com. And, again, you got to see the video. This thing, he's not kidding. It goes 45 miles an hour in the water. It's got the BMW engine and all that stuff. I mean, it is absolutely cool. Now, today... I know we got off the subject a little bit, but that was too cool not to cover. When I had a chance to to bring that on, I wanted to be able to share that. But we're talking about, is there any good reason? Is there any good reason that people should be able to text and drive? And we've had some good calls, and we would love to hear from you. 866-348-7884. What would be a good reason that people would be able to text and drive? I like the idea. I'm I'm very thankful, actually, that it called in with the idea of what, what about a blind person? I mean, a, a deaf person um, that was riding a bus or maybe they're on a subway or maybe, you, you know, whatever the situation may be in a mass transit situation and that they can't speak on the phone and they would need emergency help. What? what but there's technology out there and we can do that. We need to get into this discussion. We need to talk about that. And in my view is... This is a political situation, so we're going to use this as a segue into our appraisal by the Real Black Book. But that doesn't mean I don't want your calls, so by all means, you call us, 866-348-7884. But our appraisal by the Real Black Book, that's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. And I've been teasing you all so long, and what in the world does Mary have a little lamb in Thanksgiving and texting and while driving, what do those all have to do with each other? Well, I'm just got to take you back here for a minute. Last Wednesday, you might remember Tuesday there was an election. It was kind of important. <laughs> a lot of people were carried that. So Wednesday night, I was actually working on another show that I'm blessed to be part of called The Masculine Journey. And after the show, we got together and one of our friends, he was quite depressed over the results of the election and he was he was talking about it and he was he was all upset and another one of our friends, he he ch- chimed in with this thought of, you know, uh, religion and politics is kind of like mixing manure with ice cream. And he, and it sounded good at first when he said it. He said, well, he, he said, you know, the manure doesn't do much for the ice cream, and the ice cream doesn't do too much for the manure, meaning politics doesn't have a lot to do with faith, and faith doesn't have a lot to do with politics. And at first that sounded kind of good, and I was listening to that, and we were talking about how important the gospel is, and we don't want politics to get over on top of the gospel and all those kind of things. And then one of my brothers was just very quiet during this all this, and he wasn't saying anything. And I tried to get him to say something, but he wouldn't. And so when we went outside after the discussion, I went out to him, and I said, I know you got something to say. He said, well, it just wasn't the right time with the way that discussion was going. But he said, isn't Jesus on the throne everywhere? And how do you not mix your faith with your politics if Jesus is on the throne. Can't you, don't you have to mix all parts of your life together? Is there some place in your life that Jesus isn't on the throne? I thought, wow, that's really profound. And so on my way home, I was praying through that because I was actually trying to work through politics and faith, faith and politics. Robbie, where do you really stand on this? And I said, Lord, show me a picture. Well, I had been working on my devotions for the, um, for the people at the retirement home that I, that I do every week. And I'd come across this Mary Had a Little Lamb and Thanksgiving thing. And, I, and all of a sudden I went, well, there's the perfect example of somebody who mixed politics and their faith. Well, here's the answer. Sarah Hale. Sarah Hale was the author of Mary Had a Little Lamb. But what you probably don't know, what I didn't know until I found out is Sarah Hale began writing letters in 1845 to the President of the United States. In fact, she wrote Letters to five different presidents. She, it's like Millard Fillmore and, and, and Franklin Pierce and all these presidents that were way back there. She was writing letters. She was writing editorials. And she was trying to get them to make Thanksgiving happen on the third Thursday of every November. Because at that point in time, after uh, the War of 1812, certain states celebrated Thanksgiving, but it was all over the place. Some people would have it in October. Some people would have it in November. And Sarah wanted all the states, because even the southern states didn't even celebrate Thanksgiving, and Sarah wanted everybody to celebrate what God had done for them in their life. And how cool is it that you think about it now, that here we are in November and we can celebrate Thanksgiving because Sarah Hale mixed her politics with her faith. And I thought, wow, wait a minute, I can think of somebody else, right? William Wilberforce, he's another one who mixed his faith with his politics. In other words, he was a light in a very, very dark place. Slavery and all that went on. If William Wilberforce hadn't mixed his politics with his faith, where would we be today? How about the Founding Fathers? We got a few more of those, but how about texting and driving? How about you mixing your politics with your faith? You can go to ChristianCarGuy.com, download one of these letters, We have another segment, another chance for you to mix your faith in politics. Call us, 866-348-7884. We want to hear from you. Little lamb. Something to think about. Sarah Hale, she wrote Mary Had a Little Lamb, which there's a, a significant question about what goes on at the end of Mary Had a Little Lamb, is that Mary loved the lamb, you know, is the reason that the lamb hung out. And and I think that there's significant value to thinking about that a minute. Here's a lady. For seventeen years she wrote letters to the five different presidents of the United States. For 17 years, she wrote editorials in her magazine, The Ladies' Book, because she wanted you and me to celebrate Thanksgiving. So when you're gathering around your table this year, and you're eating turkey with your family, and you're having that fellowship, and you're thanking God, think about this. If Sarah Hale had not mixed her politics with her faith, Those of us in the southern states may not even have Thanksgiving because this lady did that very thing. Now, here's your chance to mix your politics with your faith. Do you believe in the sanctity of life like I do? Yes. How important is it that somebody's son, daughter, niece, nephew, grandchild is saved that they don't text while they drive? Guess what? This is the role of government to protect its people. It's constitutional. I'm telling you, go to ChristianCarGuy.com, please. Please think about this. Pray about it. Go to ChristianCarGuy.com. There you'll find a way that you can very easily email your congressman. You can email your senator, and you can engage. You can send them a letter saying that cell phone companies, the cell phone companies could very easily disallow people texting while a vehicle is going over five miles an hour, ten miles an hour. They could even develop the technology so that, so that deaf people could, in fact, text on a bus. You know, there's ways to make all that happen. But only if we engage with our faith and our politics, because here's a way we can be a light when other people are complaining about you. How, how simple is that? Now, I happen to have in the studio with me what I would consider to be some of the most technically gifted people that I are in my sphere of influence. And I'm just curious. Now, there is ways. I, I, I had a listener call in. they said, now, Robbie, you can actually text and drive without touching your phone. Am I right? How, how do you do that, Dewey? Simply talk into it. Talk into it. There's a button. I understand. If you got a, if you got an Android, it's a text and talk thing. And if you got an iPhone, it's some kind of an app or something. Just built into the texting app. There's a texting app. Well,
4: it's just it's built into the phone. You simply uh, it's part of the input. You can either talk or type.
0: So here's the thing. So that you can maybe if you if right now we don't have a law because. You guys haven't sent anything to your congressman yet. I did my part this morning. I'm just saying. But, hey, make sure your children, if they are, you know, engaged in something like that, that they know how to use these apps or that they know how to use their phone properly so that maybe they wouldn't be. Tim, wouldn't you agree that's something that we ought to be able to engage our family, at least, in talking that, making that discussion?
3: Oh, definitely.
1: I don't think, uh, you know, minors or young adults should be allowed to do it, period, simply because of the driving experience factor.
0: Right. right. And so and so this is a huge it's a huge issue. And I think, you know, obviously it's a great opportunity to talk with your family about it, get their opinion. You know, what are your thoughts, youngster? And let and let, let them talk, because I don't know. I'm I'm the first person. I, I don't know much about this technology, obviously. <laughs> you're thinking, Robbie, you're clue for it. You're right. I am. But that's why I say it's great time to engage in a conversation with them. What can we do? This is a real problem. And this is what government's for, is to protect its citizens. And, you know, here's where you can do. Again, I can't say it's strong enough. Go to ChristianCarGuy.com. It's simple enough. And there you can get a letter to send to your congressman. You can find out who your congressman is. You can find out who your senator is. Maybe there's something else you want to tell them while you're there. And maybe you want to be like Sarah Hale and write the president of the United States. I'm sure that Barack Obama would need to know this information. Obviously, he's got daughters that might be texting, you know. Those are difficult situations. Why not engage? Why not engage? Why not mix your faith with your politics, but in a way that you light up the gospel, the way you show that what your values are, that are things that everybody values, their kids, they value their nephews, or nieces. This is a way that we can do this, folks. I'm telling you. Go to ChristianCarGuy.com and engage. I certainly want to thank my good friend, Dan Santarelli. He's our Christian Toyota guy with Modern Toyota for being with us today and how about Neil Jenkins with the quad ski you can find out all about that at christiancarguy.com how cool 45 miles an hour in the water and on land and don't forget the Jesus labor love free car repair for single moms and widows across the country it's all there at christiancarguy.com it's labor now remember slow down Jesus walked everywhere he went got it all done in 33 years and never texted once I'm just saying (laughs) and hey How can you put Jesus on the throne everywhere in your life, including? You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.